0: Hey everybody, Will Hauck here with the Roots, Rednecks and Radicals radio show and podcast. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of my series on Mexican music called a white guy listens to Mexican music. Before we get to this episode, I want to remind you to um, uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, like the show wherever you're listening to this at. Um, that really um, helps things, helps me keep in, uh, in the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. Also, if you could subscribe to the show in whatever fashion you can on those different platforms, that would be amazing as well. Thank you for doing that. If you are into social media, Facebook and, and Instagram, that's where I'll be found. And if you could follow the show and uh, like things there, that would be helpful as well. So uh, thanks for uh, participating in all that and giving me a second to do that. Now, to this week's episode of Mexican music. This episode is going to be on the genre of music called banda. And banda is a really interesting and fascinating uh, type of Mexican music that's really based on the um, old sort of marching bands from the army and uh, things like that and um, and, and in, I think in American music, I say this in the episode um, so this is a little redundant, but um, it just, uh, just to kind of give you some context for it uh, think of like a marching band at a parade um, only there's a, a lead singer there, that's kind of the, the way to conceive of this type of music, it's really cool I wasn't super familiar with it uh, before I started uh, t- digging into um, Mexican music and stuff and i've just found a lot of songs that i really enjoy so i hope you enjoy it too and uh if you have any feedback for me contact me on uh social media or send me an email willhawk at gmail.com and i'd love to hear from you so there you go and enjoy this episode now, if you've been listening to the show and following the podcast, you know that I have been doing a new series on Mexican music, and uh, tonight, uh, I'm gonna um, today I'm gonna be talking about the the last installment of that series that I've been doing, um, and the, the series is called "A White Guy Listens to Mexican Music." So this is gonna be part four of that, and I may add some uh, some some stuff in the future um, if I if I get the uh, the desire to do that. But uh, for me, at this point, this kind of Um, uh, covers the the main genres, the main styles of Mexican music that I really wanted to get to. So that's what we're going to be doing, um, uh, looking into uh, that music. Now, this this part four uh, is going to be banda, which may be um, a a musical style that you're not familiar with. And hopefully that's the case. I uh, want to inform you and teach you a little bit about this musical uh, style. A lot of people know mariachi. That's kind of like the main thing that people know when it comes to uh, Mexican music. But this style is super cool and really interesting. And um, I I think there's some cool bands in here that you might like. So let's talk about a little bit of the history of banda music in uh, Mexican music. So, First off, um, it starts in the state of Sinaloa. Now, uh, Sinaloa right now, uh, currently at this moment, uh, what day is it? It's the 11th of January, 2023. Uh, when I'm recording this, it, it, it's a little bit of a crisis um, going on there. Um, there's the there's a the cartel that a lot of people may know, El Chapo, and um, he's, he's the, the leader of that cartel. He's been in prison in America for a while now. His son has been leading the cartel down in Sinaloa, and the Mexican government, just um arrested his son and it, it broke loose this almost civil war style violence that's going on down there so um, my uh, um heart is with the the mexican people in sinaloa uh, who just you know want to live a normal life go to work raise their family you know do their thing and, uh, and enjoy things. The cartels that are bringing uh, tons of fentanyl into this country—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just not good for anyone. Not good for the Mexican people. Not good for the American people. And uh, my 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 hope is that the um, uh, the, the government of Mexico, uh, hopefully with with help from the United States, can can get that whole situation figured out. Much like we're helping out Ukraine, you know, I think it's kind of a good. A good example of um, of ways that we can um, help intervene in a positive way and um, and bring some peace and resolution to a, a super messed up situation. I think it's good to remember in those situations that the people involved are off, oftentimes have very few options in their life, and um, and it's just a big, big freaking mess um, uh, from the get go. So anyway, that's what's going on. So Sinaloa um, is uh, is kind of an isolated state on the west coast of Mexico. Um, it's just to the west of a mountain range uh, on the Pacific Ocean. And um, it, it's kind of um, historically kind of isolated from uh, the rest of Mexico, especially from uh, Mexico uh, City, which is a lot of uh, where the um, uh, kind of the epicenter of the culture of uh, of Mexico takes place. Um, but um, uh, but Sinaloa has is, is kind of been its own thing now uh the style of uh, of banda uh one let's just talk about the the name banda one it's it's like band right it's just like it's it, it's um you can think of it in, in a couple of different ways like one way to think of it is like big band music like um i don't like this phrase at all but people use the phrase uh, the music of america um uh, swing and big band music in the 1940s um it's pretty, like, you know, a white person centric way of viewing music and music history in America to say that that is you know this expression of 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 jazz in the 40s and 50s was the music of America. It's a it's a little weird way of looking at things, but anyway, it, people call it that. But that's kind of in a sense what Banda is um, is is similar to in a lot of ways. Um, so so think of that. Think of big band stuff, um, but also think of marching bands. And this is the crazy thing to me about Bonda that just blows my mind, even when I listen to it today, there is a energy, there is an electricity to banda music that it doesn't exist in conjunto, tejano, ranchero, mariachi, all these other styles um, uh, of Mexican music. Banda just like and it, it just like it, it, it vibrates with electricity. It's amazing. I don't, I, I'd, I'd love to talk to some engineers. This is pretty dorky, but I'd love to talk to some engineers who record this music and how they get the sound of the trumpets in that. Um, it almost sounds like electric guitar to me. Like it just has a vibrancy to it that's just like fascinating. So anyway, that's a whole thing. But, um, but if, if you're thinking about what it sounds like, think of a marching band in a parade. I think that's the greatest um, uh, kind of uh, counterpoint that we can um, get to in American music. And what's interesting to me is that in American music, we don't, there there aren't like popular marching bands, you know? Like we'll watch parades, like we have the Nevada Day Parade in October um, around Halloween here. And uh, it's some of my favorite um, uh, parts of the parade are when the marching bands come through. The high schools from Northern Nevada, they come marching down the street and they're like playing the the, the marching band songs. And sometimes they do contemporary stuff, sometimes they do some kind of classic, you know? um, um, Archie Man stuff. Um, they'll play the, uh, uh, the the song from their particular high school and all that kind of stuff. But nonetheless, I love the sound of it. I love the, the pounding drums. I love the horn sections. I love. I just love the whole thing. You know, it just when it marches through, it sounds like a particular thing. Also, I live in pretty close proximity to uh, the local high school um, here in Carson City, Uh, and um, in the in the fall, you can hear the marching band practice um, out in front of the high school from my backyard. So I'll be out in the backyard doing some yard work, working in the garden, mowing the lawn, doing whatever, and uh, you're just out there, and you can hear. That sound and it and it, it I don't live super super close to it. It's it's it's, it's a good distance away from it, but it, it it projects and it carries and I love I just love that sound. So anyway, that's the kind of sound that Banda is now. Um, what's interesting is 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 that that style of music worked its way into popular culture, which has not really happened in America. Not, there's, no, um, there's no real equivalent um, to that. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Now, speaking of America, this style of music became popular in the 1990s in America, especially in Los Angeles and Southern California, where there was a large uh, Mexican and um, uh, Chicano population in that neck of the woods, um, uh, and, and just to define that word to Chicano, if you don't know uh, what that word means, Chicano refers to Mexican American immigrants who are largely living throughout the nation, but the the, the term is kind of associated with Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles being a, a hub of, of Mexican American culture, so um, uh, so you can use those two terms interchangeably: Mexican American or Chicano. Um, they mean the same thing. Um, it's it's Mexican American um, immigrants, so it's not like first generation. Mexican immigrants coming into America; um, those aren't Chicanos, like their kids and 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 you know, second and third generations would be uh, Chicanos. So, in the 1990s, this musical style starts to t- starts to explode, get popular, and uh, I- even at one point, um, uh, Howard Stern was a very popular radio host in the 1990s he got um uh, kind of annoyed at the fact that there was one radio station in america that was getting better ratings than him and that was this um uh a chicano latino radio station down in los angeles that was playing banda music and uh, it was it was uh, super super popular with the, uh, the the crowd down there so i think that's kind of interesting it was kind of off his radar and he didn't really get what was going on um but you know the people of that time period were uh, we're we're into it, um, and uh, in 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 a sense, uh, what I uh, another thing that I like about this is that the musical style is kind of an underdog. Now mariachi is considered like the crown jewel of Mexico. It has this sort of glamour to it. There's the there's the way they dress. There's these huge bands. Um, it was in the early movies, and it was just kind of considered the pride. Of Mexico, and, um, and 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 because uh, Banda was kind of relegated to this other state of Sinaloa, kind of um, uh, isolated from the rest of the country, in um, a lot of ways, it was considered this kind of like second class, working class music, and uh, just right out of the gate, any. Any cultural thing, especially music, um, that gets relegated to that status, um, is appealing to me because I've just always been into that um, that sort of thing. Like, uh, you know, I was into to punk rock in the '90s when it wasn't the before it became the mainstream. You know, like when Blink One Eighty Two made punk rock mainstream, and it just became this generic sound that you heard in commercials and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, I, I liked the punk that came uh, before that and it, and it had like an edge to it. It was, was, was kind of interesting like that. Um, the outlaw country guys uh, were kind of in the same uh, category. There was like popular country music at the time. And then there was Willie and Waylon and the boys doing their own thing and, um, you know, developing their own sound. I, I, I was like the underdog. I was root for the underdog and stuff like that. So um, uh, Bonda is uh, definitely uh, in that it, it, at least when it started, was kind of in that like second-class status uh, sort of a thing. So there's that. Now, around 1989, uh, there was um, a, a band called Banda El Recodo that um, became the first to include vocals in the style of the music. Now, this is an important development because before this, it was like marching band type of stuff. But then when, uh, when they combined um, uh, very heartfelt... Um, vocals that were um, you know, performed by vocalists that had a great deal of skill. Um, it redefined the genre from that point on, and then that became the norm. And so when you when you look at uh, banda um, bands, you, what you'll see is that like the names are a little for an American looking at it, it's a little confusing because it's like crazy long names because it'll be like. The name of the the band, and then it'll be um, Day, which means of, and then um, it'll be like the, the, the singer of that band. And so some of the bands have these, these crazy long names, and, and, and you're just like looking at it like, what? What does all that mean? Um, but basically, what it's saying is like it's 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 this band um, it, with this lead singer uh, kind of a deal. So like in American music, you know, like we, we talk about Johnny Cash, for example, right? And and it was like Johnny Cash in the Tennessee Two, Johnny Cash in the Tennessee Three, back in the in the fifties and sixties when he was playing. Um, so it's something similar to that. It's like the lead singer and then his band uh, kind of a deal. It's just you know it's in Spanish, so it looks a little. A little bit different, um, and so it looks like a lot of words, and then that can be a little confusing to Americans uh, sometimes. But no, nonetheless, this is Bando El Recudo, um, uh with uh, Cruz Lizarraga, Lizarraga, um, uh, that was the, the the first band to start including um, the, these vocals, and the vocal stylings became very um, kind of specific, and um, it, they became it became like a, a style unto itself, and so that's um, uh, that early. Uh, early nineties, you know, late eighties, early nineties is when, uh, that started, um, started happening. Now, a lot of the songs are very, it's just like pop music. It's like most of the songs are about love. They're about lost love. Um, They're about, uh, there's corridos uh, in there as well, uh, which corridos are like um, ballads. They're they're telling the story of of, of specific people and have some history worked into them and things like that. Um, But, you know, if you dig into it, a lot of these, they're love songs, uh, which is very normal. People love 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 songs. You you turn on the radio, any station you turn to, uh, there's a a good chance that that song is going to be a love song at some level, which, you know. Is maybe its own interesting development, but nonetheless, um, uh, that's that's what's going on with Banda there. And uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that the style of music tends to be dominated uh, by men, much like mariachi, um, and uh, you know, much like country music in America. There's that whole Tomato Gate thing that happened in country music a, a few years ago. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Tomato Gate, country music. Amanda Shires was a part of that, uh, but basically, there was a, a high up uh, country music executive that said he was he was being pressed on on why there aren't more women on um on on country music radio nashville um you know stations and stuff like that and uh and he said something to the effect of um women are the tomatoes on the salad like the salad is the main thing um uh, but and 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 women are just you know a little garnish you know to add to the uh, uh to the salad which is it's a weird analogy if, yeah uh, it, like salad i don't know uh, country music's supposed to be all about like red meat and steak and that you know that kind of stuff anyway. It's just kind of weird, and it's kind of weird that he would say that out loud, um, something so obviously misogynistic. But nonetheless, um, uh, mariachi, banda, many Mexican styles, similar things are... Are, are happening there, um, but in this case, one of the top-selling artists of all time is an artist named Jenny Rivera, who um, uh, is is um, kind of the queen um, of, of this genre, and um, I think that's kind of interesting. You know, that even in mariachi, there's, there's a couple of um, really prominent female vocalists who um, made their way uh, in that that style. So. That's a good thing. Uh, Good on you, ladies, for doing that. Now, the instruments of this style. um, Again, thinking back to a marching band. Okay, so you have like the vocalist, but then you have like a marching band is is kind of the thing. Side note: um, I forgot to mention this earlier. This is another thing that's like crazy fascinating to me. Is that there's no guitars. At some point, when I was listening to banda, um, it occurred to me there's there's no guitar. There's no, you know, even in um, in conjunto you have the bajo sexto or the bajo quinto, which is very guitar-like. Um, there's no vihuela, which is like a mandolin. There's or a, or you know, um, there's no there's no guitarron which is like the bass um, uh, instrument. There's no uh, fiddle or violin. There's no um, there's no harp. There's no there's no stringed instruments. There's no there's no piano, and I don't know. I think my my, my mind is very focused on um, string driven music. It's 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 country music. It's rock and roll. It's folk music. All that stuff. So there's a guitar, or piano leading the show. In this music, there's that's not it. There's nothing there. It, it's 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 a it's a horn section. It's 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 a it's a band. You know, like like a marching band. So um, it's kind of crazy. So you're gonna hear a lot of trumpet. You're going to hear a lot of trombone. Um, You're going to hear a lot of clarinet um, in there as well. And um, one of the main instruments you're going to hear is not um, a bass guitar holding down the rhythm section. You're going to hear a big fat tuba holding down that bass section. And that is the heart and soul of the music. Shout out to my friend Fred Steinley, big tuba guy who played for UNR uh, back in the day. He's a big tuba guy. He has it on his license plate and everything. Um, But, uh, yeah, that tuba. You listen to it, man. It's it's prominent. It's there, and it's just like loud and proud. And you, you kind of feel good for the tuba because the tuba, a lot of times, just doesn't get. It doesn't get any uh, attention, you know. It doesn't get much love in the world <laughs> of music. It's not like kids, when they're thirteen, you know, turn on the radio and be like, "I want to be a tuba player when I grow up." You know, uh, it's not that's not a thing. You know, you, you want at least when I was a kid, like you wanted to be a guitar player. You wanted to be like Eddie Van Halen. You wanted to um, do some shredding guitar solos. You know, I wasn't waking up being like like chanting tuba, you know, and and, and thinking that's the thing I was going to do. Um, but uh, in, in in banda music it's there and it's holding down the bass line, it's the rhythm section and it, 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 it's it's melding everything together. So, shout out to tubas and tuba players all across the land. Uh, in, in this style of music you guys get to shine and I think that's pretty rad. Um, but then you also the rest of the horn section, the trumpet, the trombone, the clarinet, um, and some there's, there's saxophone and it, it just, it combines to create this very eclectic, electric, vibrant sort of sound, uh, which is super interesting to listen to. Now, another part of the rhythm section is the drums um but again it's not like a a a trap kit so like in like if you think of like a rock band you have the kick drum the snare the toms the the uh, The symbols um, uh, that's it's, it's kind of generically called a trap kit. kind of comes from the jazz world and then rock adopted it as well in this style it 's much more like marching band style. so you have like a, a guy playing the the bass drum hitting it on the side like you 'd see in a marching band um, there's a snare uh, being played, and then there's a couple, there's there's various other um, uh, rhythm instruments that are being uh, played as well. Um, but they're being played in that marching band style, which is you know, slightly different from uh, a two and four bass trap kit and a rock band and that kind of stuff. And then um, the last thing that's in there is the vocals, which, again, very heartfelt, very emotional, Lots of love songs, lots of songs about lost love and, uh, you know, you're going to miss me, baby, um, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, that's, like I said before, it's very prominent amongst um, uh, various musical styles. So that is what we're talking about here when we're talking about uh, Banda music. Now, let's listen to a little bit. Now, one of the first songs um, that, that was popular in the early 90s um, is from a, a band called uh, Banda Carnaval. And uh, the song is called El Sinaloense, I, I believe is how you pronounce that and um uh, this is the first one we're going to listen to so this is um a great example of the style and uh, the, the various sounds that you're going to hear in everything and so um you know just listen for those instruments listen for the vocals and um and all the stuff that i was just explaining yeah so um yeah check out this song and then i will catch you in just a few
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. there you go. So that's Banda Carnaval and El Cinellante. So um, that song, a um, couple interesting things going on there. One, that song is a Little more hectic than a lot of banda. It's very up tempo, very upbeat. But I think um, when I was describing that very like electric, like vibrant, energetic sort of sound, that that song really, um, it really comes through with that whole thing. Uh, so that's why I wanted to share share that one. Not all of them are, are, are that up tempo and that energetic. A lot of them are a lot more laid back. And the, the other examples I'm going to play tonight um, are are much more laid back, and, and you kind of get um, what I'm talking about there. But um, but yeah, that one. One is definitely um, up there with uh, the energy levels for sure. So that's us Carnaval, if you're uh, taking notes at home. This next one, this uh, this next song that we're going to listen to, this is the first banda song that I fell in love with. Now, um, you know, I, I've mentioned before I'm a teacher in the local high school, and um, uh, this was shared with me from from, uh, from some students, and um, uh, I don't know what it is about this melody, but to this day, the melody blows my mind every time I hear it. When you get to the chorus of the song, um, it's just so singable, and, and if you don't know the words, if you don't know Spanish, then it's very hummable. I guess you'd say. I don't know how else to say that. Um, but um, but it, it sticks in your head. And um, there's some great online like acoustic versions of this on like YouTube and stuff like that. So if you search up the name of the song and then put acoustic, you'll see some people playing uh, usually bajo quinto or guitar um, and and a vocalist um, singing along with it. But, um, man, it, it is such a beautiful, beautiful song. And, again, as far as the the lyrics go, it's one of those songs that are like uh, um, it's all about lost love and, and baby, you, you know, you're going to miss me when I'm gone, that kind of stuff. So um, there's that whole thing going on with it. But, yeah, this song, oh, my goodness. Um, uh, when I first heard it, It just almost instantly um, uh, struck me as um, a a very interesting and fascinating song. So um, this song is called Me Vas extrenar, which means uh, You're Going to Miss Me. Again, that's what I'm talking about, right? And uh, this is Banda MS. So um, uh, there you go. Let's listen to a little bit of this song. Los besos
1: de mi boca no fueron suficientes Para que te quedaras conmigo para siempre No me alcanzó el cariño para verte contenta Te amaba como un loco y no te diste cuenta Me resultaron falsas toditas tus palabras Tus manos me mentían. Cuando me acariciaba ¿De qué sirvió rogarte Para que te quedaras? Mi error fue darte todo Cuando no vales nada Me vas a extrañar Te apuesto lo que quieras Que vas a buscarme Y vas a llorar Porque
0: A little mevas extranar, and in that song you can definitely hear the uh, the tuba bringing it on that one that the bass line, and um, it's just very very prominent um, uh, tuba. Which that's in the in the other songs that we're going to listen to, um, it, lots of prominent tuba uh, in there as well. Which you know, again, like I said, you know, it's just like it's an instrument that doesn't get much love, and so I, I think that's uh, pretty awesome that that is what's happening there. Now, um, this next one, this is the band that I mentioned earlier. That was the first to add um, the the, the vocalist. um, uh, This is Bando El Recodo. And uh, the lead singer is Cruz Lizarraga. And um, the song is called Vas a Yolar Por Mi. And um, this isn't that first... This isn't like one of their, their their first hits. This is one of the hits um, from, from the '90s, uh, but nonetheless, this is um, you know kind of uh, this is the first band that kind of uh, got things going as far as um, uh, bringing in the vocalist and uh, doing stuff like that. So let's listen to a little bit of uh, this band. And again, the the band is called uh, Banda El Recodo. So here you go. <laughs>
1: Right.
0: There you go. And I, I hear a good deal of uh, clarinet happening in that one too. kind of hear it in the background. Um, uh, bringing up uh, some of the, uh, the the melody that's happening in the background. So, um, yeah, that's a great, uh, great example of uh, banda music. Now, this next artist is Ginny Rivera. And I mentioned before that this is a very male-dominated field. Um, but Ginny Rivera is highly, highly, highly regarded as one of the greats in uh, Mexican music history. Um, so the song we're going to listen to from her is called Cuando Me Acuerdo de Ti. And um, I, I think, you know, I, I, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what anybody else likes. But... I think sure what i like i like her voice i think her voice has a lot of strength to it um it has a ton of confidence and um and, and i think that that it comes through even if you don't know the language um, that, that's happening um uh you know with with the song and whatnot so um i, I think that's super cool when a, when an artist can project um that type of emotion in a song and i uh, got a lot of respect for that so here you go this is a little bit of uh jenny rivera i'll catch you in just in a few
1: Cuando me acuerdo de ti, me dan ganas de llorar, me dan ganas de gritar que me estás haciendo falta. Cuando me acuerdo de ti, preferiría no existir Tí. Tengo la necesidad
0: There you go, a little Ginny Rivera for you, and uh, yeah, I think you can you can hear what I'm saying about her, her vocals? It's just really strong and bold and confident, and I think that's super cool. So there you go with that. Now this next artist, his name is uh, Pepe. Aguilar, and he is uh, one of uh, Mexico's great singers. Um, the uh, The song that we're going to listen to is called 14 Años Nueve Meses and um, uh, again, yeah, he's just like uh, a super super prominent uh, vocalist in in Mexican music and com- his name comes up uh, quite a bit for various um, styles, but this is a um, a, a banda style song that, that he recorded um, and yeah, let's listen to a little bit more of this. Y andando medio paseando y alegre tomando
1: porque me emborracho a veces. Conocí una muñequita y tenía 14 años. 14 años, nueve meses. Le dije cuándo. <laughs> All
0: right. there you go. So here's another interesting thing about um, that particular song is that if you um, if you know much about music. Um, uh, as far as like uh, time signatures and stuff like that goes, that song is in uh, three four time, and uh, three four time is um is is the style of um when we're talking about waltzes and like German style music that was um uh, like umpa kind of German uh, type of music um that that came to Mexico via immigration of of German immigrants um and they brought instruments and styles and all that kind of stuff with them um so that it goes like. One two three, one two three, one two three. That's how you count it musically, Um, and so that's an interesting thing because that's more um, associated with um, uh, tejano and um, and and and, and, you know ranchero and that kind of stuff. Um, But uh, but this is done in 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 banda style. So um, I guess the reason I bring that up is because you know when you have uh, any style, there's going to be just various influences happening on all these different styles of music. And so um, when I hear that song, I I I hear some of that, that that German waltzy, you know umba kind of stuff going on in it and I think that's pretty interesting stuff so there you go a little Pepe Aguilar in, um, in in that song and uh, the song again was 14 uh, años nueve meses this last song uh, the, the vocalist is Julio uh, Preciado and um, this is just another great example of uh, of uh, banda music and uh, it's gonna kind of kind uh, of wrap us up here so let's get a little bit of uh, Julio and then I'll come back and uh, wrap things up talking about this style. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm All right, dice que ando gritando que me muero por tu amor Si sabes que ando Tan
0: solo
1: ando right, So there you go little
0: Julio Preciado Man, to wrap things up so there you go. That is my thoughts and uh, presentation on Banda music. And uh, this is a style that um, is very, very important to Mexican-Americans, very popular uh, with Mexican-Americans and uh, and Mexicans as well. You know, the, the whole um, uh, cross thing that's going on there. Um, but uh, I find the, the style fascinating. And um, there's one band that, that has stood out to me. It's um, Banda MS with Me Vas Extrañar. Such a beautiful song. I've listened to it like a thousand times. And um, and it's just, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So um, so there you go. I hope there's something in there that you love. I hope there's a, a band in there that you like. And uh, you can go check out that style of music. So that wraps up my series on Mexican music. And uh, yeah, we looked into Conjunto. We looked into Mariachi. We looked into Banda. And um, maybe in the future, I'll revisit this series and, and um, look into some other styles as well. Uh, but I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed putting it together together and uh, listening to me ramble on about musical styles so um there you go and uh, if you have any um uh, questions or thoughts or um uh, anything that you'd like to add um uh, feel free to email me contact me on social media instagram facebook um uh, and, and all that kind of stuff and um yeah check it all out so there you go i hope you've enjoyed this series on mexican music Hey everybody! Thanks for listening to this episode on Bonda Music. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned some new songs, and I hope you found some artists that you can get into as well. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I would just to remind you to um, uh, subscribe to the show, like the show, do all that stuff you know to support it, and uh, follow me on social media if you haven't done that yet. Until next time, everybody, have a good one. <laughs> Oh